Please be seated. So this being the first Sunday after Epiphany, it is the Sunday we remember the baptism of our Lord, one of the four distinct events that Christians around the globe celebrate as a part of the season of Epiphany. Now, if you recall from last week's message, the four main events in the season of Epiphany are the Nativity, which is the revelation of Christ to Israel, the visitation of the Magi, which is the revelation of Christ to the Gentiles, the baptism of our Lord by John the Baptist, which we will discuss today, and then Jesus' first miracle, turning the water into wine at the wedding in Cana, which we will talk about next Sunday. Now, you might remember that it was just a short time ago, right here in this sanctuary, that we talked about Jesus' baptism as told to us in the gospel according to Matthew. It was our gospel lesson on the Sunday that we baptized little Hunter Grupa. What a joyous day that was in the life of this church. This morning, we heard the account of Jesus' baptism as Bobby read from the Gospel of Luke. Now, it's similar in substance to Matthew's account, but there's a difference in perspective and some of the details. Of particular interest, I think, in Luke's account is this imagery of Jesus coming to baptize by fire of a harvester separating the wheat from the husks. I want to read that part again just so that we have it fresh in our minds as we go into this morning's message. This is a little bit different version of the Bible. This is from the New American Standard Version. Now, while the people were in a state of expectation and all were wondering in their hearts about John as to whether he was the Christ... John answered and said to them all, As for me, I baptize you with water. But one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Winnowing fork. That's not a word that you hear too often anymore. It's an agricultural tool that was developed in ancient times to separate the chaff and husks and straw from the grain. First, the harvest would go to the threshing floor where it would be beaten to loosen the grain from the husk. And then a winnowing fork would be used to toss the wheat into the air where the lighter husks and chaff would be taken by the wind or separated from the heavier grain 
which would fall onto the threshing floor to be gathered and taken into the barn. And the straw and the husks and the chaff, the undesirable parts of the harvest, would be cast into the fire and burned. Now this threshing and winnowing process is a simple illustration of Jesus' mission and ministry which began here at his baptism, to gather the wheat, those who accepted his message, into the Father's house, into the barn. And those who reject him and his message are the chaff, the undesirable, and they will be cast into the fire to burn for all eternity. And so we continue here in Luke as Jesus is baptized. It says, Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came out of heaven, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. Is there a son, I wonder, anywhere on the planet earth that doesn't long to hear his father, his dad, say those words? See, when I was young, nothing could make me light up more than the praise and affirmation of my dad. An attaboy from dad was enough to make me push through tough situations and dig down deep within myself to find that inner strength, whether it was baseball or motorcycle racing or music or Marine Corps training. Didn't matter. I I would draw on that affirmation and encouragement even when my dad wasn't physically there with me. I could hear his voice. His voice would play in my head and when the going got tough, that voice was enough to make me push myself up off the ground and dust myself off and get back into the fight. You are my beloved son, and in you I am well pleased. Is there a son on the planet earth who doesn't long to hear those words? More than that, is there a human being anywhere in the world that wouldn't want to hear a proclamation like that coming down from his father in heaven? See, we generally focus on the baptism of our Lord as an event of great significance in the life and ministry of Jesus, in the life of the church. The descending of the Holy Spirit upon Him, the proclamation from heaven, a miraculous public display of the might of God and the divinity of Jesus. And there's no question that Jesus' baptism is every bit of that. But we also need to understand that although Jesus was fully God, fully divine, He was also fully human. 
And so as I think back on my own experience and how important my own dad's affirmation was to me in tough circumstances, I can't help but think that God's words to Jesus as he emerged from the water after his baptism, you are my beloved son and you I am well pleased. Those words must have been the words that sustained Jesus throughout the course of his ministry on earth. In fact, the very next thing we see Jesus dealing with, if we go to the next chapter of Luke, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days He was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, He was famished. And the devil said to Him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Attaboy, you can hear God say in Jesus' head. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority. For it has been given over to me and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Attaboy, God says in Jesus' head. Show that devil what you are made of. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command His angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. That's my boy. You've got this. God's words echo in Jesus' head as he stands his ground in the devil's face. The devil sees that Jesus' resolve is unshakable. And so when the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. And as Jesus stands there defiantly and once again alone in the wilderness, he can hear God say once more, You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. I have been listening to people long enough to know that many of us go through our entire lives seeking praise and approval from parents. And in some cases, I have found that that approval never comes. While the pain of that experience might linger, I have found that the affirmation and approval of our Father in Heaven, which is available to everyone who accepts Jesus as Lord and Savior, 
that is the affirmation that really sustains us and gets us to the other side of countless storms through days and days and miles and miles of wilderness. So the baptism of our Lord, which we commemorate today, is a landmark event in the life of the church and in history. There's no question about that. It is every bit the miraculous descending of the Holy Spirit of God upon Jesus. It is indeed a glorious announcement of the divinity of Christ. But it's in the simple words of encouragement from a father to his son. From the Father to the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that we find peace and comfort and approval and affirmation. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.